Hi, this is my first podcast. I am Evangelist Valerie Lowry from Valerie Lowry Ministries. And I wanted to minister to you today. And I wanted to come to you from Matthew chapter 25. And it's a familiar passage of scriptures that the Lord is talking about. And he speaks about uh, taking care of those who are in need of our, in our community. And if you stop and you think about what's happening in our world now, there is a desperate need for us to take care of each other. One thing that God promised that would always be with us is that the poor would always be with us. This is one of the things that Jesus said when he was here. But in Matthew 25, he speaks about how he wants, what he wants us to do in taking care of those who are in need in our community. And he says that in Matthew 25, he says, For when I was hungry, you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me. You cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison? and did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And I have read to you Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 46. The thing is, is that The Lord wants us to take care of each other down here on earth. And we see our brothers and our sisters and some would say, who is my brother and who is my sister? Well, that's anybody that you see that's out here um, is your brother and your sister. And especially those who are of the household of faith. But there are some people that also are going to be your brothers and sisters who are not of the household of faith. But they still... They still are those who are in need. There is a mandate from God that we feed the hungry. And right now with this coronavirus going around, so many people are hungry. And the question is, is will you hear the voice of God saying that you need to feed the hungry? Food pantries are open across the countries and feeding people. And and there are people who have lost their jobs, who 
um, lost their jobs and they just don't know how they're going to make ends meet. But there's somebody who needs to hear the voice of God saying, will you feed somebody? What would you do if it was you who was hungry? You may have plenty of food to eat right now in your household. You may have things that are right about your household. And you can go in and and there's a multitude of food there. But there is somebody who will go to bed tonight whose child will be hungry. There's some parent that will go to bed tonight and they will wonder how in the world are they going to feed their children tomorrow morning. They made it through tonight, but how will they make it through in the morning? The Bible says that I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. So there's the food that we give. There's this natural food and I'm giving you spiritual food right now. But the mandate that Jesus was talking about in this passage of the scriptures, he's talking about taking care of natural needs and, and feeding the hungry, those who are thirsty. There's a spiritual side. You can thirst and want to know about the righteousness of God. And here it is. You open this Bible up. And when you begin to read the Bible, God gives you those things in the word of God that you stand in need of. But God is saying, and Jesus is saying, will you feed those who are out here hungry? Will you have compassion on them and don't look away when you see them? You know, many a times we can see people and a lot of times we think, in our minds that I'm not going to help this person who I see out here who's laying outside on the road or holding up a sign saying I'm hungry because we think that the first thought that we have is that they are really bombs and they should be working but you know there are so many people who live from paycheck to paycheck and especially now a lot of people are out of work because of this coronavirus so you need to stop and have empathy because you could be in that same situation you may be on top today but you never know what's going to happen to you in your life. I want to know when you hear the voice of God telling you to help those who are in need. So our God is a good God. Our God is an awesome God. So will you listen when he says that we need to help people, that we need to feed the hungry, we need to feed those who are thirsty. He says, I was a stranger and you took me not in. Right now, the United States wants to keep people out of the borders and and turning away people. You never know why somebody wants to come to the United States. Yeah, and then you can't judge everybody just because they are one nationality. You can judge them all bad because you have to judge people based upon the content of their character. How have they acted? God expects us to take care of strangers. He said, I was a stranger and you took me in. And then you're supposed to clothe them naked and you clothe me. And there's some of us in the United States of America, we got so many clothes in there that we just don't know what to do. And we don't even wear all of those clothes and stuff. And then there's somebody out here, especially the homeless, that may have holes in their holes in their shoes. And a lot of times God is, don't, doesn't really expect us to judge people and consider, I'm going to judge you. How did you get in this situation? I know you can do better than this. Sometimes you don't know the circumstances behind somebody's story. You know, you just don't know. I met a homeless lady years ago, and I thought she was homeless because she would be outside and she would be begging. She'd be at the at the um, 
at the corners at a service station. She was an older lady. And I had, and I stopped and I talked to her about her story. I was working at the at my church's uh, food pantry at the time, I believe. And so I just stopped one day and had a conversation with the lady. And the one thing that that lady told me, that lady actually had a house. But the thing that's the reason why she had to go on the street corners because she was married, her husband had died, and she didn't have enough income after his, after his pension part of it was taken away from her so she had to go out and she had to beg on the street to be able to meet that monthly mortgage so you just don't know the situation behind what some people are facing you know some people have illnesses and stuff and you just don't know and and then the other thing why you need to help people because you can have people who are working every day and doing what they need to do but they still just don't have enough ends have enough money to make ends meet and so you don't know why people do what they do i saw on a um, youtube a video, I believe it was, a lady was talking about the coronavirus and she was talking about how you need to be healthy, you need to eat healthy while she was making a reflection at something that she had seen a person had purchased in and in their buggies and the foods to her were unhealthy so she was comparing the foods in the buggy to uh, you, and people wearing masks saying, why do you want to cover your face with a mask? Coronavirus also can be stopped by you having a healthier body. But what I stopped by to tell you is you don't know everybody's situation when they're buying certain things. Maybe that's all that they know how to buy, or maybe that's all they're trying to make their money stretch. Well, then Jesus said that we need to feed the hungry and help those who are in need because that's his bottom line here. Because you don't know somebody's story. If they've got X amount of money and they if they have X amount of money and they're trying to make ends meet, they might not have enough money to buy healthy foods like you can buy. So they have to buy what they can get. Amen. So, But Jesus said that when you when you do this to the least of them, you're doing it unto him. And they ask a question. It says, "Then shall he say unto the righteous, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry, or we fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee?" I'm coming from Matthew 25. I'm at, and I was reading at that 37th verse. So whenever you see somebody who is in need and you reach out your arms of compassion remember the when when we didn't have coronavirus there would be children who would go to school who would need book bags and if you gave book bags god bless you but there was always a need because sometimes the parents didn't have the money to get the book bags so when people like you or people like me would step up and get the things that the children needed those parents were happy to have it or, or even at Christmas time, when we're giving toys and stuff for celebrating Jesus' birth, that when we give those things, some children don't have or their parents don't have. And when you give to make a child happy, God is pleased with that. And I don't get off into toys, shouldn't be given, and all of that stuff. It's just a time to celebrate Jesus, and it's a time for giving. 
The one thing that we need to give right now is we need to also, it's not a thing that can be purchased, but it's a thing that can be given away for free. And this is called the love that we need to give to each other. The love that we need to give to our brethren. So much hatred has come up in our world today. And we got to get this thing reversed. You know it starts with one person. We got to show love to each other. We got to see the the needs of our brethren. We got to see the needs of the strangers. We got to see the needs of those who are hungry. Sometimes people are even just hungry for friendship. Do you ever just stop and look sometimes and just smile at somebody? Down here in the South, we used to speak to everybody. Hey, how you doing? And now it seems like everybody's so busy and so much in a rush. When will we go back to the time when we were so connected to people? When is the last time that you just waved at somebody? Amen. So I remember a time when we used to know our neighbors. Now we halfway don't even know who's next door to us because we're walking in fear. But Jesus was trying to show in these passages of scriptures, if you want to be like me, you got to show the same kind of love that I showed Jesus said he showed towards us. We have to show that to each other. Amen. So we're talking about the expressions of giving. Do you give? Do you help others? Or do you turn your nose up when you see somebody in need? You know, I went to a store, a, a drugstore one day, and I met a man uh, outside of, I met him. Actually, I saw him, and he was asking somebody something, and, and, and I was about to go into the drugstore. So I went ahead and went on in the drugstore. And to be honest with you, I really didn't want to be bothered at that time. And that was the spirit that I was in that day. I'm just being real. So I went on in the drugstore and I made the purchases that I was going to purchase. And when I got there, I, I turned a corner. And when I turned the corner, there was a sale on peroxide. So I just went ahead and bought some peroxide, extra, some extra peroxide. I had some at home, but I went ahead and bought a big bottle of the peroxide. And, and then I, I came on out the store. There was this man, he was still outside. He had talked to somebody else. And so he came up and he approached me as I was leaving the store. And so he said to me, uh, ma'am, I, I, I just wanted to ask you something. And the question came up to me. The man asked me, he said, I got this cut on my hand and I've been trying to to deal with it. I just need some peroxide. And I just stood there and I looked and my heart was warm because God had spoke to me. I didn't need the peroxide that I had bought, but I walked by the peroxide in the store and I purchased it. I gave it to him, and I asked him, did he need something to eat? And he did. I went across the street and got him something to eat. But see, sometimes when we show love to others, we don't know why they might need help, but we know that if we can supply that help, then we ought to help. So I thank God that he spoke to me to help to purchase the peroxide because the man needed the peroxide to get the infection out of his hand. So our God is a good God 
and he's watching out for everybody. When you help those in need, God is going to turn around and help you. So, and if you don't help those in need, you're doing the same as unto Jesus. And he said, and they asked the question, then they asked, when you don't do it, they ask a question, then shall they also answer him, saying, I'm in that 44th verse of Matthew 25, then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hunger, or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? And then this was what Jesus said unto them. Then shall he say, answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. So this mandate is from the Lord. And we need to remember that, that there's an expectation from all of us to take care of those who are in need in our community. God says there is, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So the question is, will you follow the mandate of God to watch out for your brother? You say, uh, who is my brother? Everybody that you see out here is can be a brethren, whether they are in the faith or not. Sometimes you win people just by the love that you show. And right now, we need to show love because there is a hatred that is coming up where we hate people now just because of skin color. And Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King went through all that he went through so that the races would be united. And we go to church each Sunday and we're teaching about the love of Christ and how we're supposed to love people. But Satan has reared his head in this generation and in this time to make people begin to hate each other. But I'm asking you that if you will humble yourself down and that you will reflect on your love walk, am I loving people just because they are people? Am I being a racist and hating on people? Am I feeding the hungry? Am I clothing the naked? Which is what our scripture was about. And it's about showing the love of God. So let our hearts be renewed with the love of God for mankind. Let us do what God has told us to do in this day and hour. And if we will walk by what Jesus is saying over these verses in Matthew 25, we will find a great blessing coming from God. Thank you for listening to this podcast and may you be blessed. We look to see you again uh, Saturday. We look to see you again Um, We'll be making another podcast on Saturday that will come out on Sunday. And so every Sunday and every Wednesday, we will be putting out a new podcast each week. So may the grace of God be with you. May God walk with you and your family. May God keep you and may God restore your life and give you everything that you need to take care of yourself and your family. Remember to walk in love and God loves you and he will take care of you. Be blessed and have a great week. Bye-bye. Hello, 
Welcome to another broadcast of Sharing the Word of God through Valerie Laurie Ministries. I am so happy to have you here today to listen to the Word of God. Today we're going to be coming from Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 and Matthew 23 verses 1 through 3. And let's go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. And it reads, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And turn over to Matthew 23, starting at verse 1, and it says, Then said Jesus to the multitude and to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit at Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do ye not after their works, for they say and do not. And from these passages of scriptures, we want to talk about the subject of get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Amen. I was looking at the scriptures here and I see that in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus to me seems that he is a little bit upset with some things that are going on and that are going on with the scribes and the Pharisees. And so I wanted to know why was Jesus upset about some things? So in the environment and the culture that they were in, Jesus was... God in the flesh, and he was here on the earth to present the kingdom of God to the people, to present a better way for the people that they would have access to God, would no longer have to use the blood of rams, no longer have to use the blood and and go through priests for the remission of their sins, to use the blood to wash their sins away. He was coming to the earth to redeem man and to get man back into a right relationship with the father and so Jesus humbled himself being God incarnate he humbled himself as a man and he didn't take on a reputation that he was the son of God although God had declared it when he was baptized with John the Baptist that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased God had signified who he was but Jesus didn't go about 
um, bragging about who he was. Jesus went about declaring the kingdom of God. He wanted to teach people how they ought to think and how they ought to behave. The Bible declares that Jesus did everything that he was supposed to do, that he was obedient in every aspect of his life unto death. For he came to the earth to die on the cross for every man's sin. Hallelujah. He came to die for you. He came to die for me that we could just get to our Heavenly Father. We had direct access to our Heavenly Father. And so that was the mind of Christ. He was here to do the will of God. And so in him doing the will of God, he was here presenting the kingdom of God to man. He was showing them how God wanted them to act. He was showing them how God wanted them to think. He wanted them to do as he did. He said, I and my father are one. What I see my father do, I do. What I hear my father say, I say. And so he was in tune with God. And so now he was here in the earth and he wanted to present God's kingdom to us and show us how we were supposed to live by faith. Our minds can be all over the place sometimes. Our minds have so much to be concerned about in this day and time. There's COVID-19, there's the election, there's the economy, there are our families. You've got things that may be happening in your body. You've got things that may be happening in your home, on your job. And so the mind can be perplexed. The one thing that the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to come in and unsettle your mind. But Jesus wants all of us to have the mind of Christ on the inside of us. And it doesn't matter to Jesus who we are because he came to die for every man. So we might see some people and esteem some people high because they are in certain, uh, what do you call it, certain levels or classified in certain categories as rich, middle class, and those who are poor. But God does not look at us like that. Jesus doesn't look at us like that. Jesus will rebuke you in a minute if he needed to do so. So because he was committed to God to do what he was supposed to do for God. And so I wondered in this scripture, when it comes to Matthew 23, to me, it seems that Jesus is upset with Pharisees and he's upset with scribes. And so he's making a declaration to the people that whenever the Pharisees and the scribes tell you to do something because they are well known in the law, then that you are supposed to do. But he made a point. He said, you observe and you do what they bid you to do, but you don't do after their works. For they say, but they do not. So Jesus was looking at the leadership here, but I don't want you to just think in terms of leadership. I want you to think in a term of a mindset because in the midst of my, before I just did in-depth study on this, I thought that this, he was getting on to them 
Basically, he was getting on to leadership, but he's getting on to a mindset. Because the thing about it is, is that the scribes, the scribes were consisted of different uh, people in different occupations. The scribes could consist of carpenters. It could consist of rich people. It consisted of um, day laborers, carpenters. And these people would be the, the middle, they might be the middle class or the upper class as they were um, continuing in what they were doing. The scribes were well-educated in scripture. Their training might go from age 14 to 40. People respected them. They knew how to interpret the scriptures. They knew how to uh, apply the scriptures. They were people, once they were educated, they worked in justice and in government and in education. So don't just think that scribes are and and the Pharisees are just the rich because it's made up of a multitude of people. Jesus was talking when he talked to the Pharisees. He's talking to the political and the religious party. This The Pharisees were favored by the Greeks. But one thing that the Pharisees wanted to do, the Pharisees were committed to a rigorous observing of the law. And a thing called the tradition of the elders, where they would come in and just sort of like make the laws fit for whatever was happening in the society of that time. They had a zeal for God's law and enforcing God's law. But their heart wasn't tied up in God the way that it needed to be. The Pharisees thought they were righteous. Sometimes we think we righteous. And they looked down, especially for some reason, on tax collectors and prostitutes. So I looked at this and I wondered, You ever looked at some things that kind of sounds like some of the things that the Lord was going to get on to them about or some of the things that are happening in our society right now. You look and you look at our government and you see what's happening and how they switch the laws up sometimes to fit the needs of the day. You got all kind of people that if these this was a political party, religious party. You got all kind of people that are within the democratic system that are within the uh, Republican system. And you got all kind of mindsets on both sides. But what Jesus wants is for the mind to be anchored in God. He wants this, this word of God to be deep down on the inside of us that we will make right decisions based upon the word of God, that we will walk in our ethics of God, that we will have the characteristic of God. So he's here to present the kingdom, but God, Jesus, is also going to set some things straight 
because Jesus doesn't care who you are. You can be the president of the United States. You could be a janitor in, the sh- in, in a building, cleaning a building. So he doesn't care about your, your status because he's going to declare the truth of God to you no matter who you are. He's going to declare what thus saith the Lord. And if you're right, you're right. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. And he'll speak to that. Wouldn't it be a good thing if we, we did the same thing and we followed that model of Jesus? That if we're right, we'll, we'll applaud you. But if you're wrong, we don't care about your title. We don't care about what you do. We speak what thus saith the Lord. Wouldn't it be better if we did that, if we bear the truth to people instead of letting people go on and do what they wanted to do? And Jesus didn't do this. He didn't care who they were. So I wanted to find out why it is that Jesus was so upset. What I found out and what you will find out in life is that anytime you get ready to do something for God, we call them your haters. Your haters going to rise up against you. Your haters going to speak when they see you begin to move a little bit up. Your haters going to see you going to think, who do you think you are when you come in here and you try to change some things and you try to change the status quo? Your haters going to see you beginning to rise and they're going to talk about you. But the one thing that you got to do is when people rise up against you, you keep your eye on God. You keep your eye on God's word and what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. You don't worry about how people talk about you. You don't worry about how people treat you because your thing is to stay focused on what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. We want to change our lives. We want our lives to go better. We want to be able to, 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 to know that we have pleased God in all things that we do. Yeah, people going to talk about you. Yeah, people going to low rate you, but you ain't got to worry about all of that. You got to walk the way that the Lord wants you to walk. Amen. God's got a blessing for you. And they say with your name on it, God's got something to give you. If you'll just follow him and you will be faithful to him. But when I went back and I wanted to find out what, why God was so upset, I found that scribes, We're getting together and Pharisees getting together. I found out that Sadducees were getting together and that Herodians were getting together from this 21st chapter all the way up to this 23rd just to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So I went and I looked and I saw some things that were happening in the Bible. And if you stop and you look, there's some things that's happening all around us where God is active and he is moving, but we don't see him moving because we're so focused in on the things that are happening wrong in the world. But what God wants us to see, God 
wants us to begin to see and to be able to see he is moving in your life and he is moving in your world. God wants us to hear that he is talking to you. God wants us to be able to hear his voice and direct your life that no matter what is happening, no matter who is coming and speaking against you, uh, that he is able, that he will keep you, that he will protect you. Oh, if you can just hear his voice and heed to what he has to say. Oh, but I see in the scriptures, I see that the band, the people band together to come up against Jesus because Jesus had come in and he was breaking up the status quo. He was changing some things and he was setting the captives free. He was getting to the point that the miracles were happening that Jesus was doing and people were coming to him. And so we see that I see that leading up to him beginning to speak up against the mindset that was in the scribes, the mindset that was in the Pharisees. And you will see a mindset also that'll be in the Sadducees and the Herodians that he is going to speak up against some things. Oh, but the people, the people, the people who had been cheated out of parts of the word of God by the Pharisees because they weren't fully explaining things sometimes. The scribes weren't fully explaining some things sometimes because they didn't feel like the people needed to know all things in the Bible. They were teaching them some things but thought that maybe God didn't want them to understand why some things were happening. Well, but Jesus came and the reason, and that was Part of the reason why they say that he doesn't act like a scribe. He doesn't act like a Pharisee. He comes with authority. He comes with power. That's why they were wondering, how did this man, this Jew, how did Jesus learn all these things? Because he was the son of God. And so we find that Jesus leading up to him, beginning to declare that you do what the Pharisees say, but you don't act how they act because they say, but they don't do. He began to, we see him riding in on a donkey and the people began to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were praising him. Hosanna, Hosanna, crying out to him. They say, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, in the highest and the people began to wonder they wanted to know who is this man and the multitude says this is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee Hosanna they cried out and the people were loving Jesus and then we see in the scriptures in this 21st chapter of Matthew even Jesus going in and turning over tables in in the temple and he talking about my God's house shall be a house of prayer. We see where chief priests
priests and scribes come and they want to know because they were displeased that people were crying out to Jesus calling about Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then they wanted to know and they asked Jesus, don't you hear what they saying? And see, it wasn't so much what they were saying, but they were being affected because Jesus had come into town and Jesus had come in to show a better way. And the people were being drawn from them because they know that he had something on him that was deeper than what the priests, deeper than what the scribes had that was deeper and had more authority on it and power than what the Pharisees had on it. And Jesus asked them, they wanted to know, don't you hear what they said? They crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Jesus just answered them and said, haven't you heard? Haven't you read in the mouth? I'm in the Bible out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. Thou has perfected praise. It's praise that's not contaminated. It's praise that's not contaminated with your filth because children are innocent. It's lacking some of the defects, what we have on the inside of us because we like to mix up things. We like to mix up part of the word with part of the scripture, part of living holy and part of living in sin. And then we like to say, praise you, Jesus. It's not contaminated. So it's out of the mouths of babes. There comes perfected praise. Hallelujah. And then we look and we see where Jesus is, is, is he, he, he curses a fig tree and he goes to a fig tree one morning when he's hungry. We're looking at the miracles that are happening. He's cursing a fig tree and he's teaching us how we ought to live, how we ought to emulate him. No, emulate those, the actions of Pharisees and scribes and those who walk uh, back and forth, who vacillate between opinions, who don't stay with the word of God, who have situational ethics, who have and make those scriptures fit the day and fit the needs of that time instead of keeping it pure and uncontaminated. So we see that he's hungry one morning. He curses a fig tree and he, he goes to eat off of the tree and he curses that fig tree and he says figs will never grow on thee again. And immediately the tree withered and it died. The apostles, the disciples who were with him looked at, at the immediacy of how a situation Situation responded to the word of God. And then Jesus says to them, if you will have faith and not doubt. Uh, I'm talking to people right now in this 20, 2020 year in a COVID-19 word, if you, world. If you will have faith in God, if you will have faith, if you will stand on the word of God and not doubt. He says, you shall, shall, you shall say just like I did unto the fig tree. Uh, well, you saw it wither and die. 
But it says, if you say unto a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it shall be done. I know somebody's got something that they want to happen in their life. And you begin to decree and you begin to declare and you begin to speak on that thing that is going to be done. They wanted to know from Jesus because they getting upset because he making them look bad. Because he came here with authority and power. And before they had all the power and the authority and they wanted to know by whose authority are you doing these things? Who told you to do these things? Because I guess in other words, they wanted to say, we didn't tell you to do them. And unless we tell you to do them, you're not supposed to be doing them. But God know that he had the authority in Jesus Christ. Jesus knew he had the authority of God. He recognized who he was. And I'm saying to you when you began to move and you began to do things for God know who you are know who has called you know who told you to do this be committed to what God has told you to do don't worry about your haters you do what thus saith the Lord and so they wanted to know by whose authority who told you to do these things because in other words they saying, because we showed sure and tell you to do them and so he said okay I'll answer your question. If you answer my question, I'll answer your question. So he asked them a question. And he said, the baptism of John, which was it? Was it from heaven or was it of men? So they reasoned to themselves. And they said, if we say it's from heaven, he'll say, why didn't you believe? But if we say it was of men, we scared of the people. Because they thought John was a prophet. So they what they said. We can't tell. So Jesus said, well, neither will I answer you your question. See, he didn't bow down to them because he didn't have to. Because he knew that he came from above and they were understanding here on earth. But he knew that he was up understanding from above. Amen. So we need to know that who is on our side is God is on our side. If you were here, I wish that you could just say God is on my side. I know that God is the one who fights my battles. I know that God is the one who is going to set me free. I know that God is the one who will deliver me. Ah, Jesus, you'll find that when you're trying to do something for God, it's always things will come up up against you. Even Satan will try to release the demonic forces of evil up against you. Sometimes we say, Lord, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Oh, but in the Bible, we see that these little groups band together and they wanted to come up against the kingdom of God. They wanted to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So when the Pharisees, we go over to chapter 22, because I wanted to know what God was upset about when he said, you do what they teach you to do, but don't do as they do, because he's pulling down a wrong mindset. So the mindset of the Pharisees was still bad. So the mindset of the Pharisees, so they said, uh, let's go get the Herodians, and then they want to catch Jesus in the way he's talking. They wanted to see if they could 
just kind of like get him caught up in the way he's talking to get him in trouble. So the Herodians, the Herodians band in. The Herodians don't necessarily like the Pharisees uh, because they stood with the Sadducees against the Pharisees. Uh, but And then they stand with the Sadducees uh, sometimes and with the Pharisees sometimes. So they vacillate back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You got to watch people who vacillate back and forth. You got to watch the mindset when we vacillate back and forth. An unstable mind. And that's speaking to all of us. The mindset of Jesus. Let this mindset of Christ be in you. So they want to know. Uh, who should you pay tribute to? So they ask him. And so Jesus he always knows what's up with people. You can't fool the Lord. And when you have a spirit of discernment on you, you can't be fooled either because the Holy Ghost will tell you things that you ought not to know. Uh, he'll whisper something in your ear. He'll tell you secrets and people will wonder, how do you know? You know because you connect. You got a telephone line up to God. You connected. You got a link to God. And then God will speak to you. So they asked. Uh, they wanted to know if you should pay tribute. They wanted to know if you should pay tribute. So he tells them. What thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? That's the question they asked Jesus. Oh, but the Holy Ghost, the perception in him, the Holy Ghost in us will speak when there is somebody who wants to, uh, has another mindset against God. So he asked him to give him a penny. And so he says, look at the penny. And on that penny, look at that penny. Whose picture is on it? And they said, it, uh, the image is of Caesar. So he says unto them, so render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. So then they look at it again. So he, he stops the Herodians and the Pharisees. So then the Sadducees come to him. So what do Sadducees believe? Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. So have you heard the saying that the enemy of my enemy is my friend? So when the enemy of when Satan comes in, Satan will work his plan out any kind of way he wants to. But I want you to know that God's got a plan that's over the enemy. Amen. The Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. They don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. They just believe in free will. And that whatever happens to you, whether good and bad, is all just free will. They don't believe in the tradition of the elders. But all of these groups are working together because they don't like what's going on. When the Holy Ghost begins to elevate you, when God begins to elevate you, and the Holy Ghost begins to tell you the things that God is saying, and you get connected to God where the mind of Christ is in you, and you are walking in the spirit then the things that will come up against you as they came up against Jesus so here it was that the uh, Sadducees now are coming and they don't believe in nothing that they talking about but they bring it to Jesus to try to capture Jesus and so they ask him a question talking about when a woman married a man and the husband died she married all the brothers more than one more than two more than three and then she died.
died, the wanted to know who she's going to be the wife of in the resurrection. And Jesus said, you got that thing wrong. You err in your thinking for they are neither given in marriage in the resurrection. He says that they are as angels of God in heaven. And then he speaks to them because he's going to speak to they lie. He'll speak to them. He's going to speak to the lie because he says that God says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. So he lets them know without a shadow of a doubt that Abraham is alive. He lets them know that Jacob is alive and that there is a resurrection and Isaac is alive. Hallelujah. And so, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. They just wanted to come up against Jesus. So now lawyer comes out. Look at how they working this thing together. They working up against him. But God says that all things work together for good. If you feel like things are coming up against you, just know that God is working it out. Just keep your mind on him. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, here goes a question that he's asking. The lawyer comes up now and he asks him, what is greater? Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And then the Lord is speaking to them and he's saying, love the Lord with all thy heart, all thy soul and all thy mind. The first and this is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two the com- hang all the commandments of the law and the prophets. So we've seen everything that's led up to it. So the last thing that Jesus is saying in this 23rd chapter, he is giving a rebuke. And we're talking about, we're not just talking about just people. It's people in this situation. But as I told you before, Sadducees are made up of different people. The upper echelon, the Pharisees made up of different people, scribes made up of different people. And so it's a mindset. What is the mindset that you have? And so I speak to your minds in 20, 2020. Are you defeated? Do you feel defeated? But you need to be saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you feel like you're not going to have your needs met? God says he'll supply your every need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. How do you feel? Let your mind go into the scriptures. It says no weapon formed against you will prosper. You might have a weapon that's formed, but it's not going to prosper. Brothers and sisters, God says it won't prosper. God says that you are the head and not the tail. God says that you are above and not beneath. So you decree and you declare and you speak over your life. Let the mindset that is in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. You will be Uh, You are an overcomer. You will overcome. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The enemy belongs up under your feet. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Let this mind of Christ be in you. You are the victor. 
You are the winner. You are the royal priesthood of God. So God loves you, beloved. God loves you. And so if I have said anything today, let the mind of Christ be in you. Oh, God, stir up the gift of God on the inside of your people, God. In the name of Jesus, God, let the people know that you love them, God. Uh, That you will never leave them, nor will you forsake them, God. Let them know, Lord God, where one or two are gathered together, Lord. Even if they can't go in the churches, there you are in the midst of them. Oh God, let the impor, let your, your the spirit of God, Lord, uh, God stir up on the inside of them. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, and God, we know God that you want us to observe this word of God, and so just speak over your life. It's gonna be all right. Uh, you gonna be able to make it because your mindset. We are renewed every day. Every day is a new day for us. Every day is a new day for us. Know that you are rooted and grounded in God. Know that the shadow of the almighty God is over you. Know that God is going to fight your enemies for you and you don't have to worry about haters. Just let the mind of God be in you. In the name of Jesus, let his mind be in you. Put his word in your heart. Put God first in your life. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered. Let the mind of God be in you. Amen, amen, amen. And if you focus on him, it's going to be all right. If you walk with him, it's going to be all right. If you go through a trial, he'll be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. So this is our lesson or our preaching, whatever you want to call it. This is our podcast for today. Let the mind of Jesus be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We look forward to seeing you again on Wednesday night and we hope that this word was a blessing to you we ask that you pray one for another that you pray for our nation that you pray for our people and we ask that you do the word of God we pray that the love of God you've you felt it throughout this message because I truly do love what I do I truly do love people. I love you. So until we meet again, you be blessed and walk in God's word. Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome to another broadcast of Sharing the Word of God through Valerie Laurie Ministries. I am so happy to have you here today to listen to the Word of God. Today we're going to be coming from 
Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, and Matthew 23, verses 1 through 3. And let's go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, and it reads, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also have highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And turn over to Matthew 23, starting at verse 1, and it says, Then said Jesus to the multitude, And to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit at Moses' seat. All, therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do ye not after their works, for they say and do not. And from these passages of scriptures, we want to talk about the subject of get your mind right. Get your mind right right. Get your mind right. Amen. I was looking at the scriptures here and I see that in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus to me seems that he is a little bit upset with some things that are going on and that are going on with the scribes and the Pharisees. And so I wanted to know why was Jesus upset about some things? So in the environment and the culture that they were in, Jesus was God in the flesh, and he was here on the earth to present the kingdom of God to the people, to present a better way for the people that they would have access to God, would no longer have to use the blood of rams, no longer have to use the blood and, and go through priests, for the remission of their sins, to use the blood to wash their sins away. He was coming to the earth to redeem man and to get man back into a right relationship with the Father. And so Jesus humbled himself, being God incarnate. He humbled himself as a man. And he didn't take on a reputation that he was the Son of God. Although God had declared it when he was baptized with John the Baptist, that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God had signified who he was, but Jesus didn't go about um, bragging about who he was. Jesus went about declaring the kingdom of God. He wanted to teach people how they ought to think. And 
how they ought to behave. The Bible declares that Jesus did everything that he was supposed to do, that he was obedient in every aspect of his life unto death. For he came to the earth to die on the cross for every man's sin. Hallelujah. He came to die for you. He came to die for me that we could just get to our Heavenly Father. We had direct access to our Heavenly Father. And so that was the mind of Christ. He was here to do the will of God. And so in him doing the will of God, he was here presenting the kingdom of God to man. He was showing them how God wanted them to act. He was showing them how God wanted them to think. He wanted them to do as he did. He said, I and my father are one. What I see my father do, I do. What I hear my father say, I say. And so he was in tune with God. And so now he was here in the earth and he wanted to present God's kingdom to us and show us how we were supposed to live by faith. Our minds can be all over the place sometimes. Our minds have so much to be concerned about in this day and time. There's COVID-19, there's the election, there's the economy, there are our families. You've got things that may be happening in your body. You've got things that may be happening in your home, on your job. And so the mind can be perplexed. The one thing that the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to come in and unsettle your mind. But Jesus wants all of us to have the mind of Christ on the inside of us. And it doesn't matter to Jesus who we are because he came to die for every man. So we might see some people and esteem some people high because they are in certain, uh, what do you call it, certain levels or classified in certain categories as rich, middle class, and those who are poor. But God does not look at us like that. Jesus doesn't look at us like that. Jesus will rebuke you in a minute if he needed to do so. So because he was committed to God to do what he was supposed to do for God. And so I wondered in this scripture, when it comes to Matthew 23, to me, it seems that Jesus is upset with Pharisees and he's upset with scribes. And so he's making a declaration to the people that whenever the Pharisees and the scribes tell you to do something, because they are well known in the law, then that you are supposed to do. But he made a point. He said, you observe and you do what they bid you to do, but you don't do after their works. For they say, but they do not. So Jesus was looking at the leadership here, but I don't want you to just think in terms of leadership. I want you to think in a term of a mindset because in the midst of my, before I just did in-depth study on this, I thought that this, he was getting on to them. Basically he was getting on to leadership, but he's getting on to a mindset because the thing about it is, is that the scribes, the scribes were consisted of, 
different uh, people in different occupations. The scribes could consist of carpenters. It could consist of rich people. It consisted of um, day laborers, carpenters. And these people would be the, the middle, they might be the middle class or the upper class as they were um, continuing in what they were doing. The scribes were well educated in scripture. Their training might go from age 14 to 40. People respected them. They knew how to interpret the scriptures. They knew how to uh, apply the scriptures. They were people, once they were educated, they worked in justice and in government and in education. So don't just think that scribes are... And, and the Pharisees are just the rich because it's made up of a multitude of people. Jesus was talking when he talked to the Pharisees. He's talking to the political and the religious party. This The Pharisees were favored by the Greeks. But one thing that the Pharisees wanted to do, the Pharisees were committed to a rigorous observing of the law and a thing called the tradition of the elders where they would come in and just sort of like make the laws fit for whatever was happening in the society of that time. They had a zeal for God's law and enforcing God's law, but their heart wasn't tied up in God the way that it needed to be. The Pharisees thought they were righteous. Sometimes we think we're righteous. And they looked down, especially for some reason, on tax collectors and prostitutes. So I looked at this and I wondered, you ever looked at some things that kind of sounds like some of the things that the Lord was going to get on to them about or some of the things that are happening in our society right now? You look and you look at our government and you see what's happening and how they switch the laws up sometimes to fit the needs of the day. You got all kind of people that if these this was a political party, religious party, you got all kind of people that are within the democratic system, that are within the uh, Republican system. And you got all kind of mindsets on both sides. But what Jesus wants is for the mind to be anchored in God. He wants this, this word of God to be deep down on the inside of us that we will make right decisions based upon the word of God, that we will walk in the ethics of God, that we will have the characteristic of God. So he's here to present the kingdom, but God, Jesus, is also going to set some things straight because Jesus doesn't care who you are. You can be the president of the United States. You could be a janitor in, the, in, in a building, cleaning a building. So he doesn't care about your, your status. 
Because he's going to declare the truth of God to you, no matter who you are. He's going to declare what thus saith the Lord. And if you're right, you're right. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. And he'll speak to that. Wouldn't it be a good thing if we, we did the same thing and we follow that model of Jesus? That if we're right, we'll, we'll applaud you. But if you're wrong, we don't care about your title. We don't care about what you do. We speak what thus saith the Lord. Wouldn't it be better if we did that, if we bear the truth to people instead of letting people go on and do what they wanted to do? And Jesus didn't do this. He didn't care who they were. So I wanted to find out why it is that Jesus was so upset. What I found out and what you will find out in life is that anytime you get ready to do something for God, we call them your haters. Your haters going to rise up against you. Your haters going to speak when they see you begin to move a little bit up. Your haters going to see you, uh, going to think, who do you think you are when you come in here and you try to change some things and you try to change the status quo? Your haters going to see you beginning to rise and they're going to talk about you. But the one thing that you got to do is when people rise up against you, you keep your eye on God. You keep your eye on God's word and what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. You don't worry about how people talk about you. You don't worry about how people treat you because your thing is to stay focused on what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. We want to change our lives. We want our lives to go better. We want to be able to, 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 to know that we have pleased God in all things that we do. Yeah, people going to talk about you. Yeah, people going to low rate you, but you ain't got to worry about all of that. You got to walk the way that the Lord wants you to walk. Amen. God's got a blessing for you. And they say with your name on it, God's got something to give you. If you'll just follow him and you will be faithful to him. But when I went back and I wanted to find out what, why God was so upset, I found that scribes, we're getting together and Pharisees getting together. I found out that Sadducees were getting together and that Herodians were getting together from this 21st chapter all the way up to this 23rd just to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So I went and I looked and I saw some things that were happening in the Bible. And if you stop and you look, there's some things that's happening all around us where God is active and he is moving, but we don't see him moving because we're so focused in on the things that are happening wrong in the world. But what God wants us to see, God wants us to begin to see and to be able to see he is moving in your life and he is moving in your world. God wants us to hear that he is talking to you. God wants us to be able to hear his voice and direct your life that no matter what is happening, no matter who is coming and speaking against you, uh, that he is able, that he will keep you, that he will protect you, 
Oh, if you can just hear his voice and heed to what he has to say. Oh, but I see in the scriptures, I see that the band, the people band together to come up against Jesus because Jesus had come in and he was breaking up the status quo. He was changing some things and he was setting the captives free. He was getting to the point that the miracles were happening that Jesus was doing and people were coming to him. And so we see that I see that leading up to him beginning to speak up against the mindset that was in the scribes, the mindset that was in the Pharisees. And you will see a mindset also that'll be in the Sadducees and the Herodians that he is going to speak up against some things. Oh, but the people, the people, the people who had been cheated out of parts of the word of God by the Pharisees because they weren't fully explaining things sometimes. The scribes weren't fully explaining some things sometimes because they didn't feel like the people needed to know all things in the Bible. They were teaching them some things but thought that maybe God didn't want them to understand why some things were happening. Well, but Jesus came and the reason, and that was part Part of the reason why they say that he doesn't act like a scribe. He doesn't act like a Pharisee. He comes with authority. He comes with power. That's why they were wondering, how did this man, this Jew, how did Jesus learn all these things? Because he was the son of God. And so we find that Jesus leading up to him, beginning to declare that you do what the Pharisees say, but you you don't act how they act because they say, but they don't do. He began to, we see him riding in on a donkey and the people began to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were praising him. Hosanna, Hosanna, crying out to him. They say, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, in the highest and the people began to wonder they wanted to know who is this man and the multitude says this is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee Hosanna they cried out and the people were loving Jesus and then we see in the scriptures in this 21st chapter of Matthew even Jesus going in and turning over tables in in the temple and he talking about my God's house shall be a house of prayer. We see where chief priests and scribes come and they want to know because they were displeased that people were crying out to Jesus calling about Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then they wanted to know and they asked Jesus, don't you hear what they saying? And see, it wasn't so much what they were saying, but they were being affected because Jesus had come in the town and Jesus had come in to show a better way and the people were being drawn from them because they know that he had something on him that was deeper than what the priests, deeper than what 
the scribes had that was deeper and had more authority on it and power than what the Pharisees had on it. And Jesus asked them, they wanted to know, don't you hear what they said? They crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Jesus just answered them and said, haven't you heard? Haven't you read in the mouth? I'm in the Bible out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. Thou hast perfected praise. It's praise that's not contaminated. It's praise that's not contaminated with your filth because children are innocent. It's lacking some of the defects, what we have on the inside of us because we like to mix up things. We like to mix up part of the word with part of the scripture, part of living holy and part of living in sin. And then we like to say, praise you, Jesus. It's not contaminated. So it's out of the mouths of babes. There comes perfected praise. Hallelujah. And then we look and we see where Jesus is, is, is he, 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 curses a fig tree and he goes to a fig tree one morning when he's hungry. We're looking at the miracles that are happening. He's cursing a fig tree and he's teaching us how we ought to live, how we ought to emulate him. No, emulate those, the actions of Pharisees and scribes and those who walk uh, back and forth, who vacillate between opinions, who don't stay with the word of God, who have situational ethics, who have and make the scriptures fit the day and fit the needs of that time instead of keeping it pure and uncontaminated. So we see that he's hungry one morning. He curses a fig tree and he he goes to eat off of the tree and he curses that fig tree and he says figs will never grow on thee again. And immediately the tree withered and it died. The apostles, the disciples who were with him looked at, at the immediacy of how a situation Situation responded to the word of God. And then Jesus says to them, if you will have faith and not doubt. Uh, I'm talking to people right now in this 20, 2020 year in a COVID-19 word, if you, world. If you will have faith in God, if you will have faith, if you will stand on the word of God and not doubt. He says, you shall, shall, you shall say just like I did unto the fig tree. Uh, well, you saw it wither and die. But it says, if you say unto a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it shall be done. I know somebody's got something that they want to happen in their life. And you begin to decree and you begin to declare and you begin to speak on that thing that is going to be done. They wanted to know from Jesus because they getting upset because he making them look bad because he came here with authority and power. And before they had all the power and the authority and they wanted to know by whose authority are you doing these things? Who told you to do these things? Because I guess in other words, they wanted to say, we didn't tell you to do them. And unless we tell you to do them, you're not supposed to be doing them. But God know that he had the authority in Jesus Christ. Jesus knew he had the authority of God. He recognized who he was. And I'm saying, 
saying to you when you began to move and you began to do things for God, know who you are. Know who has called you. Know who told you to do this. Be committed to what God has told you to do. Don't worry about your haters. You do what thus saith the Lord. And so they wanted to know by whose authority, who told you to do these things? Because in other words, they saying, because we sure didn't tell you to do them. And so he said, okay, I'll answer your question. If you answer my question, I'll answer your question. So he asked them a question. And he said, the baptism of John, which was it? Was it from heaven or was it of men? So they reasoned to themselves. And they said, if we say it's from heaven, he'll say, why didn't you believe? But if we say it was of men, we scared of the people. Because they thought John was a prophet. So they what they said, we can't tell. So Jesus said, well, neither will I answer you your question. See, he didn't bow down to them because he didn't have to. Because he knew that he came from above and they were understanding here on earth. But he knew that he was up understanding from above. Amen. So we need to know that who is on our side is God is on our side. If you were here, I wish that you could just say God is on my side. I know that God is the one who fights my battles. I know that God is the one who is going to set me free. I know that God is the one who will deliver me. Ah, Jesus, you'll find that when you're trying to do something for God, it's always things will come up up against you. Even Satan will try to release the demonic forces of evil up against you. Sometimes we say, Lord, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Oh, but in the Bible, we see that these little groups band together and they wanted to come up against the kingdom of God. They wanted to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So when the Pharisees, we go over to chapter 22, because I wanted to know what God was upset about when he said, you do what they teach you to do, but don't do as they do, because he's pulling down a wrong mindset. So the mindset of the Pharisees was still bad. So the mindset of the Pharisees, so they said, uh, let's go get the Herodians, and then they want to catch Jesus in the way he's talking. They wanted to see if they could just kind of like get him caught up in the way he's talking to get him in trouble. So the Herodians, the Herodians band in. The Herodians don't necessarily like the Pharisees uh, because they stood with the Sadducees against the Pharisees. Uh, but And then they stand with the Sadducees uh, uh, sometimes and with the Pharisees sometimes. So they vacillate back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You got to watch people who vacillate back and forth. You got to watch the mindset when we vacillate back and forth. An unstable mind. And that's speaking to all of us. The mindset of Jesus. Let this mindset of Christ be in you. So they want to know. Uh, who should you pay tribute to? So they ask him. And so Jesus 
he always knows what's up with people. You can't fool the Lord. And when you have a spirit of discernment on you, you can't be fooled either because the Holy Ghost will tell you things that you ought not to know. Uh, He'll whisper something in your ear. He'll tell you secrets and people will wonder, how do you know? You know because you connect. You got a telephone line up to God. You connected. You got a link to God. And then God will speak to you. So they asked. uh, They wanted to know if you should pay tribute. They wanted to know if you should pay tribute. So he tells them. What thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? That's the question they asked Jesus. Oh, but the Holy Ghost, the perception in him, the Holy Ghost in us will speak when there is somebody who wants to, uh, has another mindset against God. So he asked him to give him a penny. And so he says, look at the penny. And on that penny, look at that penny. Whose picture is on it? And they said, it, uh, the image is of Caesar. So he says unto them, so render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. So then they look at it again. So he, he stops the Herodians and the Pharisees. So then the Sadducees come to him. So what do Sadducees believe? Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. So have you heard the saying that the enemy of my enemy is my friend? So when the enemy of when Satan comes in, Satan will work his plan out any kind of way he wants to. But I want you to know that God's got a plan that's over the enemy. Amen. The Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. They don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. They just believe in free will. And that whatever happens to you, whether good and bad, is all just free will. They don't believe in the tradition of the elders. But all of these groups are working together because they don't like what's going on. When the Holy Ghost begins to elevate you, when God begins to elevate you, and the Holy Ghost begins to tell you the things that God is saying, and you get connected to God where the mind of Christ is in you, and you are walking in the spirit then the things that will come up against you as they came up against Jesus so here it was that the uh, Sadducees now are coming and they don't believe in nothing that they talking about but they bring it to Jesus to try to capture Jesus and so they ask him a question talking about when a woman married a man and the husband died she married all the brothers more than one more than two more than three and then she died. They wanted to know who she's going to be the wife of in the resurrection. And Jesus said, you got that thing wrong. You err in your thinking for they are neither given in marriage in the resurrection. He says that they are as angels of God in heaven. And then he speaks to them because he's going to speak to they lie. He'll speak to them. He's going to speak to the lie because he says that God says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. So he lets them know without a shadow of a doubt that Abraham is alive. He lets them know that Jacob is alive, that that there is a resurrection and Isaac is alive. Hallelujah. And so, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had 
put the Sadducees to silence. They were gathered together. They just wanted to come up against Jesus. So now lawyer comes out. Look at how they working this thing together. They working up against him. But God says that all things work together for good. If you feel like things are coming up against you, just know that God is working it out. Just keep your mind on him. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose. Then here goes a question that he's asking. The lawyer comes up now and he asks him, what is greater? Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And then the Lord is speaking to them and he's saying, love the Lord with all thy heart, all thy soul and all thy mind. The first and this is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two the hang all the commandments of the law and the prophets. So we've seen everything that's led up to it. So the last thing that Jesus is saying in this 23rd chapter, he is giving a rebuke. And we're talking about, we're not just talking about just people. It's people in this situation. But as I told you before, Sadducees are made up of different people. The upper echelon, the Pharisees made up of different people, scribes made up of different people. And so it's a mindset what is the mindset that you have? And so I speak to your minds in 20, 2020. Are you defeated? Do you feel defeated? But you need to be saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you feel like you're not going to have your needs met? God says he'll supply your every need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. How do you feel? Let your mind go into the scriptures. It says no weapon formed against you will prosper. You might have a weapon that's formed, but it's not going to prosper. Brothers and sisters, God says it won't prosper. God says that you are the head and not the tail. God says that you are above and not beneath. So you decree and you declare and you speak over your life. Let the mindset that is in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. You will be uh, you are an overcomer. You will overcome. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The enemy belongs up under your feet. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Let this mind of Christ be in you. You are the victor. You are the winner. You are the royal priesthood of God. So God loves you, beloved. God loves you. And so if I have said anything today, let the mind of Christ be in you. Oh, God, stir up the gift of God on the inside of your people, God. In the name of Jesus, God, let the people know that you love them, God. Uh, that you will never leave them, nor will you forsake them, God. Let them know, Lord God, where one or two are gathered together, Lord, even if they can't go in the churches, there you are in the midst of them.
Oh God, let the import, let your, your the spirit of God, Lord, uh, God stir up on the inside of them. Oh God, in the name of Jesus and God, we know God that you want us to observe this word of God. And so just speak over your life. It's going to be all right. Uh, you going to be able to make it because your mindset, we are renewed every day. Every day is a new day for us. Every day is a new day for us. And know that you are rooted and grounded in God. Know that the shadow of the almighty God is over you. Know that God is going to fight your enemies for you and you don't have to worry about haters. Just let the mind of God be in you. In the name of Jesus, let his mind be in you. Put his word in your heart. Put God first in your life. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered. Let the mind of God be in you. Amen, amen, amen. And if you focus on him, it's going to be all right. If you walk with him, it's going to be all right. If you go through a trial, he'll be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. So this is our lesson or our preaching, whatever you want to call it. This is our podcast for today. Let the mind of Jesus be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We look forward to seeing you again on Wednesday night. And we hope that this word was a blessing to you. We ask that you pray one for another, that you pray for our nation, that you pray for our people. And we ask that you do the word of God. We pray that the love of God, you've, you felt it throughout this message because I truly do love what I do. I truly do love people. I love you. So until we meet again, you be blessed and walk in God's word. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to another broadcast of Sharing the Word of God through Valerie Laurie Ministries. I am so happy to have you here today to listen to the Word of God. Today we're going to be coming from Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 and Matthew 23 verses 1 through 3. And let's go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. And it reads, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. 
and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And turn over to Matthew 23, starting at verse 1, and it says, Then said Jesus to the multitude and to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit at Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do ye not after their works, for they say and do not. And from these passages of scriptures, we want to talk about the subject of get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Amen. I was looking at the scriptures here, and I see that in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus to me seems that he is a little bit upset with some things that are going on and that are going on with the scribes and the Pharisees. And so I wanted to know why was Jesus upset about some things? So in the environment and the culture that they were in, Jesus was... God in the flesh, and he was here on the earth to present the kingdom of God to the people, to present a better way for the people that they would have access to God, would no longer have to use the blood of rams, no longer have to use the blood and and go through priests for the remission of their sins, to use the blood to wash their sins away. He was coming to the earth to redeem man and to get man back into a right relationship with the father and so Jesus humbled himself being God incarnate he humbled himself as a man and he didn't take on a reputation that he was the son of God although God had declared it when he was baptized with John the Baptist that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased God had signified who he was but Jesus didn't go about um, bragging about who he was Jesus went about declaring the kingdom of God he wanted to teach people how they ought to think and how they ought to behave The Bible declares that Jesus did everything that he was supposed to do, that he was obedient in every aspect of his life unto death. For he came to the earth to die on the cross for every man's sin. Hallelujah. He came to die for you. He came to die for me that we could just get to our heavenly father. We had direct access to our heavenly father. And so that was the mind of Christ. He was here to do the will of God. And so in him 
doing the will of God. He was here presenting the kingdom of God to man. He was showing them how God wanted them to act. He was showing them how God wanted them to think. He wanted them to do as he did. He said, I and my father are one. What I see my father do, I do. What I hear my father say, I say. And so he was in tune with God. And so now he was here in the earth and he wanted to present God's kingdom to us and show us how we were supposed to live by faith. Our minds can be all over the place sometimes. Our minds have so much to be concerned about in this day and time. There's COVID-19, there's the election, there's the economy, there are our families. You've got things that may be happening in your body. You've got things that may be happening in your home, on your job. And so the mind can be perplexed. The one thing that the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to come in and unsettle your mind. But Jesus wants all of us to have the mind of Christ on the inside of us. And it doesn't matter to Jesus who we are because he came to die for every man. So we might see some people and esteem some people high because they are in certain uh, what do you call it certain levels or classified in certain categories as rich middle class and those who are poor but God does not look at us like that Jesus doesn't look at us like that Jesus will rebuke you in a minute if he needed to do so so because he was committed to God to do what he was supposed to do for God and so I wondered in this scripture when it comes to Matthew 23 to me it seems that Jesus is upset with Pharisees and he's upset with scribes and so he's making a declaration to the people that whenever the Pharisees and the scribes tell you to do something because they are well known in the law, then that you are supposed to do. But he made a point. He said, you observe and you do what they bid you to do, but you don't do after their works. For they say, but they do not. So Jesus was looking at the leadership here, but I don't want you to just think in terms of leadership. I want you to think in a term of a mindset because in the midst of my, before I just did in-depth study on this, I thought that this, he was getting on to them. Basically he was getting on to leadership, but he's getting on to a mindset because the thing about it is, is that the scribes, the scribes were consisted of different uh, people in different occupations. The scribes could consist of carpenters. It could consist of rich people. It consisted of um, day laborers, carpenters. And these people would be the, the middle they might be the middle class or the upper class as they were uh, continuing in what they were doing. The scribes were well-educated in scripture. 
Their training might go from age 14 to 40. People respected them. They knew how to interpret the scriptures. They knew how to uh, apply the scriptures. They were people, once they were educated, they worked in justice and in government and in education. So don't just think that scribes are and and the Pharisees are just the rich because it's made up of a multitude of people. Jesus was talking when he talked to the Pharisees. He's talking to the political and the religious party. This The Pharisees were favored by the Greeks. But one thing that the Pharisees wanted to do, the Pharisees were committed to a rigorous observing of the law and a thing called the tradition of the elders where they would come in and just sort of like make the laws fit for whatever was happening in the society of that time. They had a zeal for God's law and enforcing God's law, but their heart wasn't tied up in God the way that it needed to be. The Pharisees thought they were righteous. Sometimes we think we righteous. And they looked down, especially for some reason, on tax collectors and prostitutes. So I looked at this and I wondered, you ever looked at some things that kind of sounds like some of the things that the Lord was going to get onto them about or some of the things that are happening in our society right now? You look and you look at our government and you see what's happening and how they switch the laws up sometimes to fit the needs of the day. You got all kind of people that if these this was a political party, religious party, you got all kind of people that are within the democratic system, that are within the uh, Republican system. And you got all kind of mindsets on both sides. But what Jesus wants is for the mind to be anchored in God. He wants this, this word of God to be deep down on the inside of us. That we will make right decisions based upon the word of God. That we will walk in our ethics of God. That we will have the characteristic of God. So he's here to present the kingdom, but God, Jesus, is also going to set some things straight because Jesus doesn't care who you are. You can be the president of the United States. You could be a janitor in, the, in, in a building, cleaning a building. So he doesn't care about your, your status because he's going to declare the truth of God to you no matter who you are. He's going to declare what thus saith the Lord. And if you're right, you're right. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. And he'll speak to that. Wouldn't it be a good thing if we we did the same thing and we followed that model of Jesus? That if we're right, we'll, we'll applaud you. But if you're wrong, we don't care about your title. We don't care about what you do. We speak what thus saith the Lord. Wouldn't it be better if we did that, if we bear the truth to people 
instead of letting people go on and do what they wanted to do. And Jesus didn't do this. He didn't care who they were. So I wanted to find out why it is that Jesus was so upset. What I found out and what you will find out in life is that anytime you get ready to do something for God, we call them your haters. Your haters going to rise up against you. Your haters going to speak when they see you begin to move a little bit up. Your haters going to see you, going to think, who do you think you are when you come in here and you try to change some things and you try to change the status quo? Your haters going to see you beginning to rise and they're going to talk about you. But the one thing that you got to do is when people rise up against you, you keep your eye on God. You keep your eye on God's word and what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. You don't worry about how people talk about you. You don't worry about how people treat you because your thing is to stay focused on what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. We want to change our lives. We want our lives to go better. We want to be able to, 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 to know that we have pleased God in all things that we do. Yeah, people going to talk about you. Yeah, people going to low rate you, but you ain't got to worry about all of that. You got to walk the way that the Lord wants you to walk. Amen. God's got a blessing for you. And they say with your name on it, God's got something to give you. If you'll just follow him and you will be faithful to him. But when I went back and I wanted to find out what, why God was so upset, I found that scribes, We're getting together and Pharisees getting together. I found out that Sadducees were getting together and that Herodians were getting together from this 21st chapter all the way up to this 23rd just to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So I went and I looked and I saw some things that were happening in the Bible. And if you stop and you look, there's some things that's happening all around us where God is active and he is moving, but we don't see him moving because we're so focused in on the things that are happening wrong in the world. But what God wants us to see, God wants us to begin to see and to be able to see he is moving in your life and he is moving in your world. God wants us to hear that he is talking to you. God wants us to be able to hear his voice and direct your life that no matter what is happening, no matter who is coming and speaking against you, uh, that he is able, that he will keep you, that he will protect you. Oh, if you can just hear his voice and heed to what he has to say. Oh, but I see in the scriptures, I see that the band, the people band together to come up against Jesus because Jesus had come in and he was breaking up the status quo. He was changing some things and he was setting the captives free. He was getting to the point that the miracles were happening that Jesus was doing and people were coming to him. And so we see that I see that lead 
standing up to him, beginning to speak up against the mindset that was in the scribes, the mindset that was in the Pharisees. And you will see a mindset also that'll be in the Sadducees and the Herodians that he is going to speak up against some things. Oh, but the people, the people, the people who had been cheated out of parts of the word of God by the Pharisees because they weren't fully explaining things sometimes. The scribes weren't fully explaining some things sometimes because they didn't feel like the people needed to know all things in the Bible. They were teaching them some things but thought that maybe God didn't want them to understand why some things were happening. Well, but Jesus came and the reason, and that was part of the reason why they say that he doesn't act like a scribe. He doesn't act like a Pharisee. He comes with authority. He comes with power. That's why they were wondering, how did this man, this Jew, how did Jesus learn all these things? Because he was the son of God. And so we find that Jesus leading up to him, beginning to declare that you do what the Pharisees say, but you don't act how they act because they say, but they don't do. He began to, we see him riding in on a donkey and the people began to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were praising him. Hosanna, Hosanna, crying out to him. They say, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And the people began to wonder. They wanted to know, who is this man? And the multitude says, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Hosanna, they cried out. And the people were loving Jesus. And then we see in the scriptures, in this 21st chapter of Matthew, even Jesus going in and turning over tables in the temple. And he talking about my God's house shall be a house of prayer. We see where chief priests and scribes come and they want to know because they were displeased that people were crying out to Jesus calling about Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then they wanted to know and they asked Jesus, don't you hear what they saying? And see, it wasn't so much what they were saying, but they were being affected because Jesus had come in the town and Jesus had come in to show a better way. And the people were being drawn from them because they know that he had something on him that was deeper than what the priests, deeper than what the scribes had that was deeper and had more authority on it and power than what the Pharisees had on it. And Jesus asked them, they wanted to know, don't you hear what they said? They crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Jesus just answered them and said, haven't you heard? Haven't you read in the the Bible out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou has perfected praise. It's praise that's not contaminated. It's praise that's not contaminated with your filth because children are 
innocent. It's lacking some of the defects, what we have on the inside of us because we like to mix up things. We like to mix up part of the word with part of the scripture, part of living holy and part of living in sin. And then we like to say, praise you, Jesus. It's not contaminated. So it's out of the mouths of babes. There comes perfected praise. Hallelujah. And then we look and we see where Jesus is, is, is he, 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 curses a fig tree and he goes to a fig tree one morning when he's hungry. We're looking at the miracles that are happening. He's cursing a fig tree and he's teaching us how we ought to live, how we ought to emulate him. No, emulate those, the actions of Pharisees and scribes and those who walk uh, back and forth, who vacillate between opinions, who don't stay with the word of God, who have situational ethics, who have and make those scriptures fit the day and fit the needs of that time instead of keeping it pure and uncontaminated. So we see that he's hungry one morning. He curses a fig tree and he, he goes to eat off of the tree and he curses that fig tree and he says figs will never grow on thee again. And immediately the tree withered and it died. The apostles, the disciples who were with him looked at, at the immediacy of how a situation responded to the word of God. And then Jesus says to them, if you will have faith and not doubt, uh, I'm talking to people right now in this 20, 2020 year in a COVID-19 word, if you world, if you will have faith in God, if you will have faith, if you will stand on the word of God and not doubt, he says, you shall, shall, you shall say, just like I did unto the fig tree. Uh, what you saw it wither and die. But it says, if you say unto a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it shall be done. I know somebody's got something that they want to happen in their life. And you begin to decree and you begin to declare and you begin to speak on that thing that is going to be done. They wanted to know from Jesus because they getting upset because he making them look bad because he came here with authority and power. And before they had all the power and the authority and they wanted to know by whose authority are you doing these things? Who told you to do these things? Because I guess in other words, they wanted to say, we didn't tell you to do them. And unless we tell you to do them, you're not supposed to be doing them. But God know that he had the authority in Jesus Christ. Jesus knew he had the authority of God. He recognized who he was. And I'm saying to you when you began to move and you began to do things for God know who you are know who has called you know who told you to do this be committed to what God has told you to do don't worry about your haters you do what thus saith the Lord and so they wanted to know by whose authority who told you to do these things because in other words they saying because we showed sure and tell you to do them and so he said okay I'll answer your question. If you answer my question, I'll answer your question. So he asked them a question. And he said, the baptism of John, which was it? Was it from heaven or was it of men? So they reasoned to themselves. 
And they said, if we say it's from heaven, he'll say, why didn't you believe? But if we say it was of men, we scared of the people because they thought John was a prophet. So they what they said, we can't tell. So Jesus said, well, neither will I answer you your question. See, he didn't bow down to them because he didn't have to, because he knew that he came from above and they were understanding here on earth, but he knew that he was up understanding from above. Amen. So we need to know that who is on our side is God is on our side. If you were here, I wish that you could just say God is on my side. I know that God is the one who fights my battles. I know that God is the one who is going to set me free. I know that God is the one who will deliver me. Ah, Jesus, you'll find that when you're trying to do something for God, it's always things will come up, up against you. Even Satan will try to release the demonic forces of evil up against you. Sometimes we say, Lord, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Oh, but in the Bible, we see that these little groups band together and they wanted to come up against the kingdom of God. They wanted to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So when the Pharisees, we go over to chapter chapter 22 because I wanted to know what God was upset about when he said you do what they teach you to do but don't do as they do because he's pulling down a wrong mindset so the mindset of the Pharisees was still bad so the mindset of the Pharisees so they said uh let's go get the Herodians and then they want to catch Jesus in the way he's talking they wanted to see if they could just kind of like get him caught up in the way he's talking to get him in trouble so the Herodians the Herodians band in the Herodians don't necessarily like the Pharisees uh, because they stood with the Sadducees against the Pharisees uh, but and then they stand with the Sadducees uh, uh, sometimes and with the Pharisees sometimes. So they vacillate back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You got to watch people who vacillate back and forth. You got to watch the mindset when we vacillate back and forth. An unstable mind. And that's speaking to all of us. The mindset of Jesus. Let this mindset of Christ be in you. So they want to know. Uh, who should you pay tribute to? So they ask him. And so Jesus he always knows what's up with people. You can't fool the Lord. And when you have a spirit of discernment on you, you can't be fooled either because the Holy Ghost will tell you things that you ought not to know. Uh, he'll whisper something in your ear. He'll tell you secrets and people will wonder, how do you know? You know, because you connect you got a telephone line up to God. You connected. You got a link to God. And then God will speak to you. So they asked. Uh, they wanted to know if you should pay tribute. They wanted to know if you should pay tribute. So he tells them. What thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? That's the question they asked Jesus. Oh, but the Holy Ghost, the perception in him, the 
The Holy Ghost in us will speak when there is somebody who wants to, uh, has another mindset against God. So he asked him to give him a penny. And so he says, look at the penny. And on that penny, look at that penny. Whose picture is on it? And they said, it, uh, the image is of Caesar. So he says unto them, so render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. So then they look at it again. So he, he stops the Herodians and the Pharisees. So then the Sadducees come to him. So what do Sadducees believe? Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. So have you heard the saying that the enemy of my enemy is my friend? So when the enemy of when Satan comes in, Satan will work his plan out any kind of way he wants to. But I want you to know that God's got a plan that's over the enemy. Amen. The Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. They don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. They just believe in free will. And that whatever happens to you, whether good and bad, is all just free will. They don't believe in the tradition of the elders. But all of these groups are working together because they don't like what's going on. When the Holy Ghost begins to elevate you, when God begins to elevate you, and the Holy Ghost begins to tell you the things that God is saying, and you get connected to God where the mind of Christ is in you, and you are walking in the spirit then the things that will come up against you as they came up against Jesus so here it was that the uh, Sadducees now are coming and they don't believe in nothing that they talking about but they bring it to Jesus to try to capture Jesus and so they ask him a question talking about when a woman married a man and the husband died she married all the brothers more than one more than two more than three and then she died. They wanted to know who she's going to be the wife of in the resurrection. And Jesus said, you got that thing wrong. You err in your thinking for they are neither given in marriage in the resurrection. He says that they are as angels of God in heaven. And then he speaks to them because he's going to speak to they lie. He'll speak to them. He's going to speak to the lie because he says that God says, I am the God of of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. So he lets them know without a shadow of a doubt that Abraham is alive. He lets them know that Jacob is alive and that there is a resurrection and Isaac is alive. Hallelujah. And so, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. They just wanted to come up against Jesus. So now lawyer comes out. Look at how they working this thing together. They working up against him. But God says that all things work together for good. If you feel like things are coming up against you, just know that God is working it out. Just keep your mind on him. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose. Then here goes a question that he's asking. The lawyer comes up now and he asks him, what is greater? Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And then the Lord is speaking to them and he's saying, love the Lord with all thy heart, all thy soul and all thy mind. The first 
And this is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two the com- hang all the commandments of the law and the prophets. So we've seen everything that's led up to it. So the last thing that Jesus is saying in this 23rd chapter, he is giving a rebuke. And we're talking about, we're not just talking about just people. It's people in this situation. But as I told you before, Sadducees are made up of different people. The upper echelon, the Pharisees made up of different people, scribes made up of different people. And so it's a mindset What is the mindset that you have? And so I speak to your minds in 2020. Are you defeated? Do you feel defeated? But you need to be saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you feel like you're not going to have your needs met? God says he'll supply your every need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. How do you feel? Let your mind go into the scriptures. It says no weapon formed against you will prosper. You might have a weapon that's formed, but it's not going to prosper. Brothers and sisters, God says it won't prosper. God says that you are the head and not the tail. God says that you are above and not beneath. So you decree and you declare and you speak over your life. Let the mindset that is in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. You will be Uh, You are an overcomer. You will overcome. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The enemy belongs up under your feet. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Let this mind of Christ be in you. You are the victor. You are the winner. You are the royal priesthood of God. So God loves you, beloved. God loves you. And so if I have said anything today, let the mind of Christ be in you. Oh, God, stir up the gift of God on the inside of your people, God. In the name of Jesus, God, let the people know that you love them, God. Uh, That you will never leave them, nor will you forsake them, God. Let them know, Lord God, where one or two are gathered together, Lord, even if they can't go in the churches, there you are in the midst of them. Oh God, let the import, let your, your the spirit of God, Lord, uh, God stir up on the inside of them. Oh God, in the name of Jesus and God, we know God that you want us to observe this word of God. And so just speak over your life. It's going to be all right. Uh, you're going to be able to make it because your mindset, we are renewed every day. Every day is a new day for us. Every day is a new day for us. Know that you are rooted and grounded in God. Know that the shadow of the almighty God is over you. Know that God is going to fight your enemies for you and you don't have to worry about haters. Just let the mind of God be in you. In the name of Jesus, let his mind be in you. Put his word in your heart. Put God first in your life. 
Let God arise and the enemy be scattered. Let the mind of God be in you. Amen, amen, amen. And if you focus on him, it's going to be all right. If you walk with him, it's going to be all right. If you go through a trial, he'll be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. So this is our lesson or our preaching, whatever you want to call it. This is our podcast for today. Let the mind of Jesus be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We look forward to seeing you again on Wednesday night. And we hope that this word was a blessing to you. We ask that you pray one for another, that you pray for our nation, that you pray for our people. And we ask that you do the word of God. We pray that the love of God, you've you've felt it throughout this message because I truly do love what I do. I truly do love people. I love you. So until we meet again, you be blessed and walk in God's word. Bye-bye.